0: Hey love, do you know what the pelvic floor is? I didn't, at least not until I went to PT school and I'd already had a kid. Isn't that crazy? This is a muscle that's part of our body and yet we tend to just not even know it exists, let alone know what it's supposed to do or what it looks like when it's not functioning properly, which leads us to accepting all of these issues like peeing our pants, pain with intercourse pelvic organ prolapse or feeling heaviness chronic constipation all of these issues that we accept as normal in our society and it's all because we don't know better so in today's episode I'm gonna teach you just that it's pelvic floor 101 baby you're gonna figure out what that muscle is what it does what what it looks like when it's not functioning properly, and some tools and tips that you can start doing today to get that pelvic floor to heal and function for you. So I hope you stay tuned. It's a really juicy episode and I've got a lot of good things in it. Hope to see you in there. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives, without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So, if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, episode number two Pelvic Floor 101 we are going to be diving into the pelvic floor, what it is, how it's supposed to function, what it looks like when it's not functioning correctly, um, and a couple things that you can do to start trying to normalize its function. Now, we could get super in-depth on the pelvic floor and all the details around it, Um, all the things that impact it, all the things that can go wrong. But I want to keep this pretty basic and simple just so it's not overwhelming and confusing. And if this is something that's interesting to you and you want to learn more, then obviously please reach out. Uh, We can get a consultation going or just answer any questions you have. And definitely jump into my Facebook group, The Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support. If you want to be a part of a community of amazing women, Women who are also juggling all the things and sharing their strategies and supporting each other and motivating each other um, and that's a great place where you can also ask questions and I'm in that group and and answering any questions that come up so just another option for you guys to get more information on the pelvic floor if it interests you as much as it does me Um, I don't know about you, I guess I'd be really curious, so do let me know, DM me or let me know in the Facebook group. Um, Did you know about the pelvic floor? Do you even know it exists? The fact that you are listening to this podcast means that hopefully, yes, you are already aware that the pelvic floor is a thing, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't. And, you know, every single human body has a pelvic floor. Yes, even males, born male, have pelvic floors. Uh, I just stick to the female pelvic floor, so we're going to dive in a little bit more on that, but everybody has one. So I think everybody needs to know it's at least a thing and how it's supposed to function. That way it gives us a better sense of what it's like when it's not functioning. Because for me personally, and a lot of my patients that I have had, we've dealt with symptoms for a long time, not only because it's accepted as normal, but also because we don't even necessarily know what's wrong, Um, especially when it comes to like leaking or pain Um, we can attribute it to bladder symptoms or having a weak bladder or a tight bladder or having uh, back pain which could be a joint thing we attribute it to all these other things if we don't know that the pelvic floor is a thing and knowing the anatomy of our own body is just so fundamental and it's very astounding to me how many people don't know their own bodies and so that's kind of where we're going with this today. Um, So diving right in to the anatomy and I'm not going to go super in depth and obviously this isn't a visual podcast. So if you are curious and you want a little bit more visual and um, some more instruction, I am working on putting together a a workshop, a virtual workshop pelvic floor 101 as well. So stay tuned for that because it will accompany Um, and just be a great compliment to this episode but it's a little bit more hands-on a little bit more in depth so that's definitely something to keep an eye out and if you do want to get that when it comes out please let me know and join my uh, mailing list because that's kind of where that's all being shared but I will update you on the podcast as well uh so uh the pelvic girdle, okay, so we have to do, we do have to do a good job of visualizing here as we work through this, um, but the pelvic floor is the muscle or a sling of muscles. So it is a, a few different muscles, but we call it the pelvic floor, kind of like our quads. We, we all should know what our quads are in our thighs, um, but those also are a group of smaller muscles. And so the pelvic floor is similar. It is a group of small muscles but as one we call it the pelvic floor and it does connect the pelvic girdle that bowl of the pelvis it connects the bottom really holding everything up in our abdomen all day long and providing support to those pelvic organs the bladder the uterus the rectum So it's got a really important job, and that's only one of its jobs. But I do want you to really visualize that pelvic girdle. So we've got the pubic bone in the front, that bony, prominent, space underneath your belly button near your uh, vaginal area, vulvar area. And you've got the hip bones along the side. Those are called your ilium. And then in the back, that tailbone, diamond-shaped bone at the end of our spine is called our sacrum. And they together make up your pelvic girdle now the pelvic floor connects to all of these spaces it connects from the front at that pubic symphysis space all the way around to those sit bones on on your butt that you you really sit on your ischial tuberosities and then back to the sacrum and that tailbone so it connects that whole bottom outlet of the pelvic girdle and it does function to hold up everything all day long and provide support and stability for the pelvis. So this is where you can have a lot of issues. Uh, if you are, have weak weakness in the pelvic floor, you can have some issues, uh, instability through the pelvis. It can create pain and dysfunction. Um, But it also provides, because of the connection to the sacrum and the tailbone, that piece is the base of the spine. So it provides a lot of stability for the spine as well. And you can imagine if there's tension in either sides of the pelvic floor, then it can yank on that base, on that sacral base, and set the rest of the spine up for uh, improper alignment. And you can have a lot of alignment issues causing issues all the way up to the neck and so this is where you can have neck pain and a lot of issues in the shoulders and upper back that can be actually stemming from the pelvic floor. So even if you don't have leaking or pressure issues or heaviness or pain or anything that seems really more like an obvious pelvic floor problem, you definitely don't want to discount the pelvic floor because it is a contributor to a lot of issues both above and below. So not only up in the neck and shoulders and mid back obviously low back but also in the knees and the feet because the pelvic girdle needs to be stable in order for the pieces above and below to function properly now The pelvic floor also plays a vital role in sexual function, orgasm, pleasure, all of that. So if any of that is painful or uncomfortable, then that is also something that you want to think about getting your pelvic floor examined and making sure that there aren't any restrictions or fascial restrictions or trigger points in that space. Now, the pelvic floor also is a piece of the core, so beyond Now, if you're listening to this episode, I want you to always think core when you hear pelvic floor or think about working and training your pelvic floor and vice versa. When you're thinking about core and we tend to think abs when we think about core, right? Um, I want you to not. Um, be so stuck on the ab piece. And I want you to still visualize and recognize the whole core as a whole system. And we'll go into more depth here in a sec of what that whole system is. But it does include the pelvic floor. So even if you're doing a quote unquote core exercise or abdominal focused exercise, we still want to be aware of the pelvic floor and what it's doing and how it's functioning with the entire core system. And this is why that concept uh, that I will probably mention a lot throughout this podcast that everything we do when it comes to adding resistance or working out or exercise or anything like that. It doesn't matter if it's a bicep curl or a squat or calf raises or picking up a laundry basket or doing dishes. It all should be a core workout. And we'll get a lot more into that later. But really just thinking about How that core should function through everything you're doing and really coordinating that core system will make it so that you are, again, not only strengthening your whole core body as you're moving and exercising and focusing on, you know, arms, legs, what have you, you're still getting the benefit of strengthening your core. You're also getting the benefit of preventing back pain, hip pain, SI joint pain, knee pain neck pain, all of the pains. So the pelvic floor really does provide a lot of stability. Now, um, in terms of the core system as a whole, because now we know that the pelvic floor is a piece of the core. So again, we want to visualize the pelvic floor is like a sling. It's like a trampoline, if you will. And um, and like a trampoline, it needs to have a little bit of tone. So the bottom, the pelvic floor, excuse me, is that floor of the core okay so it does have a very important job it holds everything up now when we think abs which is the standard typical core that we usually think of we usually also think you know the six-pack abs however when we talk about the deep core system that superficial muscle the rectus abdominis that six-pack ab muscle isn't very important, at least initially, as we work that deep core system. So the deepest abdominal layer is called your TA, your transverse abdominis, and it wraps around your abdominals, into the fascia, into your back, and it is, provides that anterior, the front and side and back stability along the core so it works more like a corset if you will and you almost want to visualize the muscle fibers they don't run up and down like the rectus does it runs um along the core like a corset and so its job is to kind of create that stability and create pressure however we need all pieces of the core to be creating and managing pressure equally so that we don't have pressure going in places that it shouldn't. And so pressure management is another main function of the core system and pelvic floor. And so we want to make sure that the motor control and coordination between all of these pieces are functioning together to prevent pressure and and mismanaged pressure. That's what Leaking is okay. So yes, you might have some weakness there and we can definitely strengthen that. But if you have even a super strong pelvic floor muscle, if your pressure management strategies aren't correct, and you're constantly bearing down on your pelvic floor, you are going to have some leaking the pelvic floor muscles can't handle the increased pressure over and over and over again and so that's where it really is just so important to learn proper pressure management strategies and that is an episode for another day but it is a main function of the course so we want to make sure we're keeping that in mind and so that deep ta Wraps in in connects into the lumbar fascia into the back, and then in between each vertebrae in the back, we also have the multifidi, and they're um, part of the core system um, along the spine. Now, the last piece of the core, which is also a very important piece that gets super ignored. Is the diaphragm and the diaphragm is the roof of the core so the entire core system is if we want to kind of get a little review pelvic floor is the floor the TA is that front abdominal lateral wall that wraps into your fascia in the back we have multifidi muscles in the back and then we have the diaphragm as the roof now if we look at the roof and the floor so the diaphragm and the pelvic floor that diaphragm sits like a dome and as under the rib cage. And as you inhale that diaphragm should contract down, which is why you usually see like belly expand and you hear kind of more of that quote unquote diaphragmatic breathing and belly breathing because that pressure is going down into the abdomen. So the belly expands. Now, we don't want pressure to only be going into one space. And so we want to really think about um, that whole system. It's like a canister, really. But I like to think about it like a balloon because we want that whole balloon to be able to open everywhere and we want it to be able to recoil back up everywhere if we have spaces that are kinda sticky or tight or places that are weak and stretched out that's where the air is gonna wanna go and so we really wanna work towards Balancing that core system out and really getting that breath everywhere into that um, core space and so we want to get it a little bit deeper into the pelvic floor and ideally and we'll go a lot more into breathing, but I have to give you this little tidbit um, today because I do want you to just start getting that core connection and control. So this is your homework today and your takeaway here, but I really want you to take that deep breath and we talked about um, in uh, the last episode more or less about um, connection and awareness and so that really is the first piece if you haven't connected to the pelvic floor and you haven't become aware of how you use your pelvic floor um, that's really the first step okay um, but beyond that we want to now become aware and connected with our breath and the entire core system so now you're going to kind of broaden your awareness in that connection and just uh some some nice deep slow breaths and see where your air is going and just start becoming aware and observe do you only get it up into your chest because that's a shallow breathing pattern and I can tell you it's also going to increase cortisol and keep you in that kind of state of stress and fight or flight and anxiety Um, and it's a vicious cycle because when we are stressed we tend to have this shallow breathing pattern but having that shallow breathing pattern also increases the stress response in our body so this is where that deep breath is so powerful you guys because that diaphragm is connected into our parasympathetic nervous system which is that side of calm relax rest digest safe space So every time we engage this diaphragm muscle, it's really magic to so many things in our body and we'll get into a lot of that later. But I just want you to start observing that breath. So typically with an inhale, we should feel a little expansion and relaxation in the pelvic floor. If you think about that roof of the core, the diaphragm, the floor is the pelvic floor. As we inhale, that diaphragm expands, pushing pressure down and the pelvic floor should be able to relax and accept that pressure and lengthen a little bit and then on the exhale the diaphragm recoils back up and the pelvic floor should also recoil back up a little bit so we have kind of a piston like movement and if you can imagine that that's how we're keeping pressure equal okay through the core system we want to keep that pressure equal but this is just the up and down pressure we still got to remember that that core is more like a balloon so also be aware of your back your sides your belly Where is that air going? Where is it not going? Where it's not going is almost more important because that tends to be where things are tight and tense and where we need to get that breath. And so the breath, and we'll go into why breathing is so amazing in another episode, but you can kind of already get the gist, I hope, um, because it really is the magic and that core connection and control and pressure management but also for reducing pain reducing anxiety reducing stress in our body it's just a beautiful thing so just start practicing I want you guys to lay out on your mat Take some nice, deep, slow breaths and just observe. Observe where the breath is going. Observe where it's not going and start playing around with it. Play around with trying to get the breath into those tight spaces. And stay tuned because I'll have lots of episodes about breathing and breath work and different positions and, and certain breathing for different um, aches and pains and all of that good stuff. But today I don't want to overwhelm you with too much. I really just want to give you a gist of what the pelvic floor is what it's supposed to do and and when it's not functioning properly guys that's when you're seeing those pressure issues like leaking pelvic organ prolapse pain even um, hernias through the umbilical region or inguinal region hemorrhoids disc prolapse diastasis recti these are all signs of mismanaged pressure so again even if your pelvic floor is fine that doesn't necessarily mean you're managing your pressure properly Um, and we'll get into pressure management and all that stuff at another episode as well but just start thinking about it start being aware of it and just connect and observe what your body's doing and this is just another step in restoring your core so I hope you found today's episode helpful and not too overwhelming and just a reminder if you could leave me a review on iTunes I would greatly appreciate it It'll really help me get in front of other women who are dealing with pelvic floor issues. And also share this podcast with any woman you know, your sister, your friend, your mom, your grandma, anyone who you think could benefit. Because sadly, this information is just not spread even in the medical community from our providers that we trust. And so I feel like it's our duty to really spread the word and make sure that other women know that support is out there. So I really appreciate all of your support. And if you do want to be a part of my community again, please come join me on my Facebook group, The Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support. And there we will chat all things and keep each other motivated and accountable as we balance all the things. But I will see you next time on The Balanced Momtality Podcast.